Hey there, goal getter. I'm Monique Malcolm, your host, productivity expert, and coach. Are you ready to bid farewell to overwhelm and fear and start making some real strides in your life? Then buckle up because the Take Tiny Action podcast is the solution you've been waiting for. In each episode, we'll share actionable insights, personal stories, and arm you with the tools you need to tackle life's biggest challenges one tiny step at a time. So grab a cozy drink, take a deep breath, and get ready to take the first steps towards a life you love. Welcome to Take Tiny Action, where I empower you to take control of your life one tiny step at a time. This is episode eight, and I am thrilled to have my very good friend on the show with us today. Now, Shay Snow is a force to be reckoned with, a podcaster, online educator, maker, and passionate advocate for turning dreams into reality. Through her Life Cleanse Journal, Studio 78 podcast, and her resource-packed website, nashesnow.com, Nashe empowers crafters, makers, and creatives to embrace their passions and embark on incredible journeys of self-discovery. With her expert advice on productivity, journaling, and running a creative business, she has captured the hearts of creatives everywhere. But Nashe is not just an inspiring voice. She's also a shining example of what it means to pursue one's passions while juggling a full-time job. Alongside her professional career, she has successfully sold her handmade goods and digital products through various mediums embodying the creative spirit. In this episode, we dive into the topic of building a self-discovery plan, and we will explore the key elements of a self-discovery plan, understand its, its significance, and uncover the strategies and tools necessary to embark on a self-discovery journey. So whether you're an aspiring artist seeking to overcome self-doubt or a seasoned creative looking to take your craft to new heights, get ready to join Nashe's vibrant world of artistic growth and self-discovery. So without further ado, let's welcome the multi-talented Nashe to the show. Hey, Nashe, welcome to Take Tiny Action. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. I'm excited about this. You already know. I love talking to you. You guys are in for a treat today because Nashe and I can talk for hours and hours and hours. As a matter of fact, we've already talked for like an hour (laughs) before (laughs) even starting this recording. But we have a lot of really great information planned for you today. So I am thrilled to be talking to Nashe about creating a comprehensive self-discovery plan. Because if you know me, you know that I think being very clear on what it is that you want is the key to getting everything that you want. If you're kind <laughs> of wavering on, you know, maybe I want this thing and maybe I can do this thing, can't have it. Can't have what you want. And it's a lot easier to take tiny action towards your goals and, and building this life that you want if you know what it is that you're trying to achieve. So we're going to dive into all of the goodness. We actually have an entire nine-step plan, which is what we're going to spend the majority of this episode talking about. I'm not going to delay it anymore. Let's start with first steps. Why is it important for individuals to have a self-discovery plan? For sure. So people you've got, I'm sure you're thinking like, oh my goodness, another plan. I don't have time for it. I've got so much stuff to do. But when I think about what I have accomplished in my life. So I've had many side hustles, some that have earned (laughs) lots of money, some that haven't earned much, but they were all part of 
the bigger plan, the bigger goal. And I knew that each one would help me kind of achieve success and gain fulfillment in different areas of my life because I knew what I wanted. If you don't really know what you want, then you're just kind of like wandering aimlessly through life, you know, trying things that really aren't going to grow you and, and challenge you. And so I personally just think that it's important because then you know what to focus on and you don't waste your time because time is money. It's a, like, it's, it is precious. No, you're exactly right. Time is precious. It's the one resource that we cannot replenish. You can replenish money. You can replenish your clothing. You can get a new right. job, but you cannot get back time. Once the time is gone, it's gone. There's nothing that you can do about it. So you're right. And it is my belief that when we're clear, we can move forward and we can move forward at a quicker pace. And what else I'll add to that, Monique, too, is the importance of writing it down. Be it if you're typing it out or literally writing your self-discovery plan or financial plan or personal development plan, all the different plans, it's important to write it down because by writing it down, there is, you are kind of like speaking it into existence. It's kind of like reinforcing to your brain that this is something that you should do. And it sounds so silly, but I always tell people this story about at the University of Baltimore, they had us do like a 5, 10, 15, 25 year plan of like where if we were, I think it was like, if we stayed on the trajectory we were on now, what would our life look like in all of those, you know, variations? And then the next, you know, row was like, but if we changed and did something we wanted, you know, not that we aren't doing something we wanted now, but like if you had like this alternate life, what would that look like? And then you, the last column was like, if you could truly do anything in the world, right? Dream, dream life, dream scenario. What would that look like? And I tell you, I wrote it out. And this was like almost like 15 years ago. And I have done almost all the things in each one of those squares, except for one or two things. And I never even picked it up again. But I think just writing it down, really thinking about what I wanted, help to like make those things happen and made it real. One thing that I know for myself personally when it comes to thinking big picture. So I am a big picture person. I can see through all of the stuff, all of the fog to see the big picture. Some of us are able to get what we want because we don't actually know what that big picture is. Like we're so stuck right. in what's happening today and what's happening in life right now that we don't pause enough to think what could I be doing five years from now? What could I be doing 10 years from now? And sometimes that feels scary, right? It feels scary mm -hmm. to say in 10 years, I mm -hmm. want to live in a house on the beach because mm -hmm. there, you know, the, the practical part of you comes into play. There's some mm -hmm. fear that comes into play. It's like, oh, you can't do that. How mm -hmm. would you even do that? This is one of those times where you don't necessarily need to worry about the how are you going to do it. You're going to trust that you are capable and that you are willing and you can do it. And you are just going to sit and think big picture. What yes. could I do in 10 years without being bogged down with the, well, how are we going to make that happen? 
So I just want to make sure I say that ahead of time, that you don't let that get in the way of your self-discovery plan. Don't worry about the how. We're just, we're just worrying about what do we actually want and quieting the noise, quieting social media, quieting all of the stuff that we hear online that we should, could want. What do you actually want in your hearts of hearts? Like, where do you, how do you see your life playing out three, five, 10, 15 years from now? So I just want to say yeah. that up front so that you have that peace in your mind as we go through these steps. No, I love that. And sometimes that's like some mind shift work too, because sometimes we have been told growing up that maybe we aren't going to be able to achieve X, Y, or Z because of whatever. And we start believing that, right? And so when you start thinking about what you can be, those limited beliefs start creeping in. Mm -hmm. And then you don't actually become the person you're supposed to be because you have now believed the lies. No, <laughs> you have, you know. <laughs> they are, they are though. I call them our mystery grab bags. It's like somebody handed that to you. Maybe yes. your parents, maybe your siblings, maybe your aunt or uncle, a teacher. Somebody handed you this bad grab bag of beliefs. Yeah. And you took them. You dumped it out on the table and you probably were like, I don't want some of these, but you put them in your pocket anyway. <laughs> and right. now you have those to break down as an adult. So let that go. Let's let's start getting these things, taking them out of our pocket and throwing them in the trash. We don't want that. Okay, so I'm ready. I think we got them convinced. They are ready <laughs> to get this plan. What are the key elements of a self-discovery plan? Okay, so it's so interesting. Before this episode started, I was talking to Monique because before this episode, you know, I kind of like, I really typed everything up because I wanted to really think through like, okay, because, you know, it's weird. It's like once you kind of like know how to do something, it's just innate. And so when someone's like, well, how did you, you know, discover who you are and want to be and this and that? And it's just like, I just kind of like did. But you, you really didn't. <laughs> you, you put in some work and it's like, well, what did I do? Right. And so. You know, so that's how I like came up with these steps, just really thinking about like, you know, over the last couple of decades, I paused a little bit because I was like, do I really want to say how old I am? Let's just say 40s. <laughs> I was like, you know, it was this whole journey. Um, so anywho. OK, so. The first thing that I like us to talk about is kind of reflecting on past experiences. And so you could do this, you know, in digital form or analog form on paper. But literally, guys, like as we're going through this, even if you need to pause the episode, like write down kind of like some of your answers to the things that we're talking about. And so I'm a big time journaler. <laughs> I love journaling. I just love. I love it because it's all part of like that reflection process and you can kind of look back and kind of see what you were thinking at the time and kind of like how you've grown through the years and even like over the last couple of months. But anywho, like set aside some time, just find a quiet, comfortable place and just reflect on just the things that made you happy and things that made you sad through the years. Like what immediately comes to mind? When it comes to like your career journey, be it if you're self-employed, if you've worked jobs, if you've worked in corporate, whatever that is, kind of write down all of those things 
and also kind of put a rating next to it. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What were the elements that you did like and what you didn't like? Another question I would like you to ask yourself is like, what were like my milestones? What were like the highlights, like key moments within your lifetime that you were just so proud of? It could have been, you know, winning a spelling bee in third grade. I don't care. <laughs> it could be getting a nice email from someone, but, you know, or maybe winning an award. Like, it doesn't matter. Write those down. And then the last thing I'd like you to do is, like, identify, like, key strengths. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But just when you think about yourself, and don't be humble. This is not a time to be humble, my friend. What are people asking you for help for? What do you think that you are really good at? Like you could do without like a, a second thought. Like it's just like, this is you and you know how to do X. What are those things? So, you know, take time to just reflect on all of those past experiences and kind of like look at your answers because it, it, it tells a story about you. And I think that is a wonderful first step. I, I have this working theory that a lot, and we're going to talk about passion coming up next. But I have this working theory that a lot of us aren't really sure what we really like, what we really enjoy, what we feel very passionate about, what we want, because we don't take the time to reflect on those things. And it's really important that when you're doing things that light you up, you take yes. note of that. You yes. have to take note of that and, <laughs> and sit with that. And when you do things and you don't feel great about them, you have to sit with why. I can give for an example. I was telling Nashay earlier, I love spin class. Everybody doesn't like spin class. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. I don't feel like you're neutral on it. Either you love spin or you hate it. I don't really feel like there's people who are in between. I love it because there's always some moment in the class where I feel like everything has aligned. The instructor is cueing properly. The music is great. I'm in flow. I'm having, I don't know if you can have a spin high, but that's what I think it is. And like, I just feel so happy and content in that moment. So that's mm -hmm. how I know that's something that's very important for me to continue doing because of how it makes me feel. On the other hand, there's things that I do that, you know, I have to do them or I can do them, but I don't feel that strongly about doing them. And so you have to take note of that. If there's things in your life that you just feel kind of like, mm, I could take this or leave this or like I straight up don't want to do it. Take note of that. Those, those yes. are things that you don't want to keep trying to force yourself to do if you know that you don't want to do it. Obviously, there's some things like you have to do in life. But I, I'm thinking in terms of, for example, I love thrill rides. I love roller coasters, but there's certain mm. thrill rides I don't like. I don't like things that do straight down drops. So like oh. going, <laughs> going on like the Tower of Terror as a child. <laughs> That gave me so much anxiety, but not the same way that going on a roller coaster gave me anxiety. I just like <laughs> dreaded that drop. I, I, don't, I don't like that. So I tend to not want to do rides that just like the main thing is we're just going to do Where a drop. Like, yeah, I, I don't like it. So I don't like to do those. But on the other hand, I would probably entertain a roller coaster. You probably think of, well, it's the same. It's not. I don't like that. I don't like it. So that's, that's my kind of thing to kind of help you assess. Is this a thing that you really enjoy doing or is this something that you're forcing yourself you're to like, do? Right. And it's important to know, right? Like the difference exactly. and why, you know, and the why. And the why. <laughs> All right. So step two. Step two. Okay. So step two, my friends, 
is assess your passions and interests. And it's interesting. I was like, I should have pulled my book out. But in the Life Cleanse Journal, it's like a self-discovery journal. I have this section in there and I have people highlight all the different kind of passions that that speak to them, right? Like, you know, if it's music, do you like, you know, certain type of music, like ensemble, guitar, harmonica, if you're a photographer, what part of photography you like? If What is your favorite pastime? Coloring, you know, like, you know, whatever. And so why is this important? It's important because a lot of times people don't even realize what they like, what, what they're actually passionate about. Like, it's funny because, you know, for me, everybody's like, oh, my God, Nisha, you're like into a little bit of everything. You do some stained glass, you do like punch needle, you do journaling. But it is because through the years, I have determined what passions really light me up. And so some action steps that I would love you guys to take is brainstorm just a list of activities that really ignite your creativity, that just like bring you absolute joy. Like when you do it, it could be reading, it could be walking, it could be, you know, knitting. I don't care what it is. There is no right or wrong answer, but just like things that when you do them, like you are in your little happy place. And then when you write all the things, look for commonalities between them. Like, do you see that you're like really into the arts? Is it that thing? Are there are they things that involve movement, like Peloton class and walking? Right. Like, what are some of the patterns that start to show up? And then you know, prioritize those different passions, like. What, you know, because we all have like things that we love, but there are just some things that always float to the top. Like you're going to have like your top three things where you're just like, this is like the things that bring ultimate joy to my life. And then once you've kind of like done those three things, I just take time to like self-reflect on that list and kind of like what you discovered, because it is a hint to what you need to do more of right so you guys were getting passionate interest thinking about your experiences thinking about all these things this is that's the foundation that's the foundation to self-discovery is really knowing what are you passionate about what are you interested in what lights you up what past experience do you have that have brought you to this point what do you want more of what do you want less of yeah it really is just about digging into like who are you at your truest self. It makes me think about, oh my gosh, what was the name of that show? Something Country. It was a show on HBO. I can't think of it mm. right now, but it was, there was this episode that was amazing. I'll have to put it in the show notes. I want to call it Minecraft Country, but that was not the name of that show. <laughs> I can see it in my oh, mind. So I well. know what you're talking about. Oh my goodness. I can't think of it either. I can't think of the name. I'm gonna put it in the I'm gonna put it in the show notes. It was yeah. like a big show a few years ago on HBO. But yeah, there was had an, the guy in there. I can't think of his name. We had yes. Jonathan Majors, which yes. is like a thing right now. But there was an episode where the question was asked to one of the characters, Who are you uninterrupted? And yeah. that episode was so amazing. I just want to go back and rewatch that one episode because it was it was just beautiful and just so well done 
But it's such an important question that you don't really think about too much. Like, who, who are you when you don't have to perform and show up and be something for somebody? It's like, who are you in your truest form uninterrupted by people? So yeah. write that down because that's a good journaling question. And I don't know. And you might have some interesting things close out. Lovecraft. Yes. I was going to call it <laughs> Minecraft country. Oh, my gosh. Lovecraft country. <laughs> Lovecraft country. That episode. But yeah, that's a good journaling question. Who are you uninterrupted? So I yeah. just wanted to throw that out there because it's, it's such a great question. But on step three, where are we at? Okay. So step three is embrace self-discovery. So, you know, for the first two things, you know, what we're having you do is like really self-reflect and kind of answer these questions. But to be honest, like sometimes we have we still have a hard time, right? Like figuring out, you know, who we are and what we like. And so this one is like taking it a step further and using self-assessment tests to kind of really help you discover like, okay, what is it that lights me up? It also helps you understand like your personality better. It helps you understand like what your drivers are. And now the key though to these tests are you have to be honest. You got to be honest, right? Like you can't try to game the test so you can kind of be like a certain, you know, like <laughs> personality or person that you want to be, you know, it's like, no, you want to know like really who you are and kind of like your makeup. And so my thing is like, you know, take time to explore kind of like your strengths, weaknesses, passions, and desires by like taking some of these tests. And so some of my favorite tests are like Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, the Strength Finder test, you have DISC, um, and then they also have like emotional intelligence tests too. And just to give you guys just like a sense of like what these tests will tell you. So like, for example, the Enneagram system is like, it's like a personality system. And so it like, it categorizes things into like nine different distinct types. And then each with its like motivations, fears, and patterns of behavior. And so I pulled mine up. And so like real quick, like I am the challenger, the Enneagram 8. And like, you know, one website, for example, says they are motivated to be self-reliant, strong, and independent when healthy Type eight, type eights are also like caring, positive, playful, truthful, straightforward, generous, and supportive. Now, there's a downside to being an A two. I ain't gonna read those. But... <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> but the thing is, it's good to know, like, as an Enneagram eight, where my strengths lie and how I can use that to be a better person and to like you know, help people or do whatever, or find my passion. But then having the downside is good too, because then I can watch for things that might not be so healthy. And then I'll just give one more for my Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENTJ, which is a commander. And that's someone with the extroverted, intuitive thinking and judging personality traits. And this one website says, they are decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment. They gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them. 
And that's me. Like, I'm like, hmm, do I want to do this? Do I want to learn how to do stained glass? Yeah, let me sign up for this class right now. Oh, do I want to go and visit, you know, so-and-so? I'm just going to, like, book that flight right on now. Like, I'm going to take action. And so the assessment, of course, goes deeper than that. But then it can, these tests really tell you, like, how you can kind of, like, strengthen, you know, um, your, your personal development and become a, like, more successful person, a better leader, a better friend, all the things. And I love tests. So the ones that she <laughs> named, the ones that I love the most, the Strength Finders, Finders test is great. It will tell you your top, I think, five strengths. And some of them were ones that I felt I knew intuitive. But then there were a few mm. that I was just like, oh, I didn't realize that. But that tracks. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I love the Myers-Briggs test. And I am an ENFJA. So oh, we got some commonality. We got some, yeah. some crossover. It says I am the protagonist. And when I read the, the description for the protagonist, I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. So <laughs> in case you want to know. Protagonists feel called to serve a greater purpose in life. Hello, this podcast and this whole take tiny action brand. <laughs> so accurate. Thoughtful and idealistic. These personality types strive to have a positive impact on other people and the world around them. They rarely shy away from an opportunity to do the right thing, even when doing so is far from easy. E. So, hello. <laughs> you guys. You just saw my personality <laughs> unfold, and now it all makes sense. You're just like, oh, yeah, that tracks. Like, this tracks. <laughs> it tracks. So uh, there, I, I shared that, and Ashay shared hers to show you that there is something there. I agree 100%. I've, I've shared my personality test as Myers-Briggs with my family members, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. solely you. And, and even to the point of, like, it telling you your weaknesses as well, one of my weaknesses is that I can be overly empathetic. So mm. there's, like, I have to be mindful of, not empathizing with people too much because I will do it to my detriment. Like I will be like, oh, I don't know. That's going to negatively impact that person. And I don't think I should do it because, oh my gosh, do you see what's going to happen? Or I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to do this thing because I mean, I have more. And so I have to give to this person too. But there's there's a balance that you have to strike there. And that can be very challenging for somebody who is my personality type. So throwing that out there. Take a look at it. The one that I like from Myers-Briggs is the 16 personalities test. For Mm -hmm. free, they give you a ton of information. You can, for all of these tests, they have reports and things that you can buy to dig deeper into them. But I really like how comprehensive at the free version, the 16 personalities test is if you are interested in Myers-Briggs. There's that one. All right. Onward, step four. Okay. So step four is clarifying your values and beliefs. And this kind of like helps, like if you know what your values are, it can help with your decision-making process. And so for the action steps for this one, I want you guys to reflect on like your core beliefs and kind of identify like the fundamental principles that kind of like guide your decision-making right now. Some examples of this, you know, are like, you know, from a core values list, you know, Is it authenticity? Is it balance? Is it contribution? Is it creativity? Is it fun? Is it growth? Is it honesty? Is it recognition? Is it service? Is it spirituality? 
is a success. There is like a billion, okay, a billion values you could choose from. But James Clear has like a list of values on his website. And there's like tons of websites. Like if you can't think of like what your value list is offhand, there are lists that can kind of like help you with it. But kind of write out all the ones that you feel help you currently make decisions and then assess the alignment. You know, is this serving you? (laughs) You know, like, you know, because of these, you know, values that you hold dear, that you've listed out, like, are they helping you kind of get to where you want to be and kind of like be really joyful and kind of, you know, live a happy life? And then kind of set some value-based goals based on like what you discover, you know, really prioritize the ones that you feel really serve you the best and then use them in the future when it comes to your decision-making process. Yes. Okay. Values. These are important. (laughs) I think all these things are important, but values are, are for me really a good starting place for really figuring out a lot about how you see the world and how you experience the world because a lot of times we do that based on what we value and and what we deeply believe and our belief systems are one of those things we get again the mystery grab bag thing but I, I feel like some some of the belief systems are not even so much a mystery they're they're cultural they're mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. our like religious and spiritual views things Agreed. that we learned at home So again, these are things that you have to assess. Do you actually value these or did somebody tell you to value these? Right. (laughs) Because that's that's an important distinction to make when you're going through these value lists. So I I just wanted to throw that out there as an additional caveat. Go through these lists and I'll link to some in the show notes so you can have them. But when you go through the list, decide, do you actually find this as a core value that's really important to you? Or did your pastor say that that should be important to you? Or did your mom say that should be important to you? Or did your music teacher one year say that you should, that should be important to you? Because again, this is all about who are you truly on the inside? Yes. Yes. All right. Step five. Okay. Set goals and define a vision. So you really want to define like this compelling vision for the future. You know, you're going to incorporate your passions, your interests, your desired outcomes. And you're going to then, based on that vision, set goals. And you're going to set SMART goals. And I know a lot of you have been like always here about SMART goals, but SMART goals do work. And that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Like each goal should have all five elements, okay? And so your action item right now, my friends, is to... Number one, define your vision. Like, what is your ideal future? Like, taking into account all the things, the passions, the values, all of that stuff. Create a vision statement for yourself. And you can find some examples of vision statements online, but literally it should be maybe two or three sentences. And it kind of like embodies kind of like all of these different things and where you see yourself in the future. And then write out like your goals and make sure that they're smart goals, right? Like really write them out and then have like kind of like that overarching goal, you know, like an example is like maybe, you know, you want to be paint consistently, right? So the specific might be like, you're going to do it for two hours per week and measurable would be like, I want to do a minimum of six paintings. 
achievable is, you know, establish a dedicated, you know, creative space in your home with equipment and supplies. And then relevant might be, you know, participate in at least one local art exhibit or showcase, right, within the next year. And then time bound might be part of that goal is like enroll in a paint workshop in the next three months, right? And if you do all of those things, my friends, you are going to be consistent. So remember that also like, you you know, part of it is like breaking down that goal, establishing timeline, allocating resources, taking consistent action, tracking that progress, adapting the plan as necessary, because maybe you figure out like, I can't dedicate two hours per week. I only have an hour. Well, that's okay. Modify it and keep moving. So if you do these things, then you will find that you will actually be able to accomplish those things that you've been saying you're going to do for the last three years. I have a thing that I want to add on to the the tracking part of the goal. So this is a thing that I find a lot with people in goal setting, even with smart goals. If you have goals that have a longer timeline, mm. you have to break these goals up into projects. So something like I want to do a gallery showing a year from now. That's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. pieces in that goal. So if you just try to hold on to this one massive goal in your mind as the one goal, you're going to find yourself really overwhelmed because yes. that goal has a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that have to happen. So I, I tell my clients and think, people I work with about goal setting to think about like not just many goals, but each goal is a project. So the, the example I always give, because it's most relevant to me, is with writing a book. That is a big overarching goal. And if you just say, I'm going to write a book in two years, you're going to be overwhelmed. So thinking about that goal in pieces. For a book, you need several things. So you need outline. You need to write the chapters. You need to write an introduction. You need cover design. You need, I don't know, to lay it out. Each of those individual things is a different project. So Mm -hmm. when it's time to think about, okay, I'm going to write this book. Okay, so have you, do you have outline as like one of your projects? Great. You check that off your list. Next step is, okay, I have 10 chapters. Each of those chapters is a project. And as you finish each chapter, you check it off. So each of those has its own individual timelines and overarching outcomes, Mm. which all rolls up into this big goal of, I want to launch, publish this book in two years. So I just want to throw that out there, which makes me realize we should do like an entire podcast episode on just that. (laughs) Oh, no, because it's. Yeah, it's creating like this whole framework or system, you know, like there is a lot that goes into it. We probably could talk for like 30 minutes just about that. Right. But it's funny because what you're saying actually goes into number six, which is kind of create a roadmap for growth, which is a detailed plan outlining all the steps that are going into your goals. Right. So Monique is just on it, people. Okay. Like Monique knows. (laughs) how to get it done that's how she was able to get that book done she got it and and because it's exactly what you said Monique because like for this step like literally that's what you guys should do like after you figure out what that goal is you should define your action steps right and you know put them into your milestones or break them up into little projects and really figure out like how you're going to get this done and what exactly you're going to do and really write it out 
you know, I love using the calendar app on my phone to track track tasks and to track meetings and track everything that has to do with that. And then I also use Notion also to track my goals and things like that. And like Monique said, that is like a whole, it's a whole other thing. But, you know, when it comes to resources, timelines, all the things like create that roadmap for growth in order to make sure the big and small goals can get done. Yes. Because listen, you make the plan and then you work your plan. That's, yeah. That's really how it all gets done. But I, I love breaking things down into smaller pieces. Obviously, take tiny action. So thinking about what is the big overarching goal and what are all of the smaller projects that can go into that. And then just taking that one at a time. But I, I think it's a great practice. If you can be very clear up front, here are the projects that are going to help me get to this one goal. So that way yes. you kind of have everything laid down. You have all the steps. And then you just pick where you your starting point. So I'm going to start at this one. And as you chop them down, you just keep mo- moving forward and rolling forward. And sometimes there will be times where maybe you're not exactly clear on what the next steps is. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It will become clearer as you get closer to that. So don't let that stop you from moving forward. Don't get stuck in, well, I don't know what the fourth project is. You don't know what that is today right now. But yeah. after you complete project one, two, and maybe half of three, the answers for project four will come forward and you'll be able to move forward on that. So yeah, um, don't get bogged down. <laughs> yes. Going. Clarity and, and moving forward opens some of the doors that are currently locked. Step seven. Seven. We almost there, people. We almost there. I promise you. We're getting there. And, and this one is, is easy, but not so easy. It's seek guidance and support. And so this is all about kind of like a mindset thing, too, because some people are like, I'm going to do this all by myself. I don't need anybody. Yeah. I don't need any of this. I need, uh, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, you need that guidance and support. And so I really encourage you guys to like find like working opportunities, like mentors, peers, professionals that you can connect with to help you get to your end goal. So the action piece for this looks like, you know, I have engage in networking. And so peer, like I feel like Monique and I, we push each other and make sure that we try to hold each other accountable, right? Like we know we both have like goals and so we can push each other in order to make sure that we both achieve those goals. But depending on what you're trying to do, if you get mentors, if you get coaching, whatever that is that makes sense for what you're trying to do, seek it out and make sure that you are smart about your choices too. You know, you want to really connect with people that are going to help you and have a proven track record of success. And then, you know, also consider like developmental activities, like workshops and courses and certifications and masterminds and all of those things. Some of them will be free. Some will be paid. But again, figure out what makes sense for you right now and kind of what will help you get to where you need to be. And then the last thing is like communities. You know, I think, of course, there's like Facebook communities, but there's also nothing like finding like in-person community. Like if you're into the arts, there's always like, you know, art factories and so forth that you could be a part of to engage with like-minded people. And then, of course, there's communities on Instagram and all that. But find your people because that will actually help propel you. All right. 
agree 100%. Also, I wrote about this in my book. So you need some tips about how to seek guidance or be a better support system for other people. You should read. Don't let fear have all the fun. You got to, you know, for those of you on audio, you can't see the video, but I got a book right here, right here. <laughs> but no, right here. I, I think that having great support is one of my personal keys to success, having a really great support system in great. all areas of my life. So not just professionally, but also personally and being a very good support system for other people. I don't think that you can expect from others when it comes to support, which you're not willing to give. So that's the conversation you have to have with yourself as well. If you are expecting a certain level of support, do you have the bandwidth and are you willing to return that level of support to other people? And your support system doesn't just have to be one or two people. It can be a person or a few people from different segments of your life. So it can be career. It could be your personal friends. If you're a parent, maybe you have certain friends that are just better support when it comes to things related to parenting mm-hmm. relationships. I mean, do you have friends or close friend people that you know that could really support you in that? So it just really kind of depends on what you want, and what you need. But again, in this self-discovery process, you will start to see where you feel like you need guidance or where you feel like you need support. Yeah. And that kind of plays right into the next one, which is like a brace, like continuous learning, right? And adaptation. And, you know, all this means is like be open-minded to new ideas, new experiences, new perspectives, because that will help you kind of grow as a person. It will help with the self-discovery process. And you can ask yourself questions and answer them and, and make moves based on those answers because you have continued to learn more about X, whatever it is, right? And so I would say, you know, just some quick actions for this one is just stay open-minded because we think we know everything, but we don't. (laughs) So be open to new perspectives and maybe doing something differently than what you thought would work in the first place. Like, it's just good to be open and regularly assess your progress. Because if you're not getting where you want to be fast enough, maybe there is something within your plan that's not working and you might need to change it. And then I just say embrace like flexibility because you got to be flexible, people. We, you know, you we can't guarantee that everything is going to happen the way we want it to happen. You know, like we got to kind of like go with the flow. And as you learn new things and discover new things about, you know, how you could accomplish, you know, your goals, like be flexible and just kind of modify things as you go along. A good resource that I'll just mention, too, is the library, my friends, and the Libby app, which will let you get connect your library card and you can get audiobooks or kind of like digital books for free. For free. <laughs> Listen, this is how I'm clearing my book reading goals every year. It's the free, (laughs) the free audio books from Libby. Yes. So, you know, but just continue to learn and grow, you know, you're never too old. You know, I already mentioned I'm like in my 40s and I still I aggressively read, watch YouTube channels, attend workshops, watch Skillshare classes. Like I am always learning. And that, that is key. We always have to be learning. Very true. All right, here we go. Final step. Lay it on. Final? Okay. Implement, reflect, and adjust, my friends. Okay? 
So, you know, you, you've done all the things we've asked you to do. Now it is time to take action. Like do the things. If you put it in your calendar that you're going to do something, actually do it. Treat it like a meeting and do it. Okay. Like your plan, like really organize the plan in Notion, in Airtable, in Excel, on a piece of paper, however you want, and then do the things. And then kind of reflect on lessons learned, you know, reflect on the challenges. If you're feeling like, oh my goodness, like I'm not getting where I need to be, like just try to reflect on like what, you know, the goal is and why it's important to you to help you like move past those challenges or pivot if necessary. And so, yeah, you know, all I can say is like, if you do these nine steps, you will know yourself just a little bit better. And if you continue to ask yourself these questions, like your road for self-discovery will like really help you figure out like what will bring you ultimate happiness and joy. All right. So quick recap, the, the nine steps. Step one, reflect on your past experiences. Step two, assess your passions and interests. Step three, embrace self-discovery. Step four, clarify your values and beliefs. Step five, set goals and define a vision. Step six, create a roadmap for growth. Step seven, seek guidance and support. Step eight, embrace continuous learning and adaptation. And then step nine, implement, reflect, and adjust. So those are your steps. I will make sure that I timestamp them in the show notes for you. But I want to wrap this up with just some words of wisdom and things because ultimately we know there's going to be somebody who heard this and says, okay, that sounds easy enough, but there's either going to be some fear that creeps in. The chorus is going to sing a few greatest hits. There may be some self-doubt that comes up. Or even some perfectionism, some, okay, I'm doing this, but I want it to be perfect. I want to have mm-hmm. all the right answers. I want to make all the right decisions up front. So what do you have to say to someone that those things pop up for them? Perfection, man. Oops. No, I forgot what that saying is. Like perfection is just something. It's not coming to me now. But the thing about it is we are not doing this to be perfect. And you're not going to be perfect and you're going to run into challenges. So my, my advice to anyone who's listening out there is throw perfection out the window. Okay. And do what's good enough. <laughs> like just do something right. And just get started. And the perfectionist in you might be like, but no, no, no. I want to make sure I get this right. Cause this is about me. No, no, no. You will get it right because you're going to adjust the plan along the way. I'll also say, you know, people are sometimes afraid of failure and those challenges that might pop up. But that's what makes us stronger. That's what helps us grow. We learn from those failures. We learn from those challenges that we have to work through. So don't be afraid of them. Like, like lean in, just lean into them. And I promise you guys, I live by this. You will get to where you need to be if you are true to yourself and you really take those tiny steps, those tiny actions to get to where you want to be. Okay. So let's leave the listeners with a tiny action. What is a tiny action that they can take today? So I want your listeners to today, 
to create a vision statement, a vision statement of where they want to be in the future. And I have an example of this. I got wrote a whole little article just for you guys. And if you go to nashaysnow.com slash discover, you will see um, an example of like a vision statement. You could also Google it, but write that today. I challenge you. Don't overthink it. Just write it. All right. So there you go. You have you have some homework. You have some homework to do. All right. So this is great. I knew it was going to be because it's Nache, you guys, and she's so super brilliant and smart. So thank you for sharing with us all of your words of wisdom. If listeners want to find you online, where can they find you? Yes, they can find me at nashaysnow.com, but I highly suggest that you guys put nashaysnow.com slash discover. So everything Monique and I just, you know, talked about, I wrote like an article on it. You can also find me on Instagram at nashaysnow, and really I'm at nashaysnow everywhere. And if you're interested in the Life Cleanse Journal, which is a self-reflection journal, you can go to dreamsplansideas.com. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right, you guys, that is it for this episode. As always, I would love for you to dive deeper with me over on the Take Tiny Action weekly newsletter. You can sign up to get my weekly musings, tips, articles, links, all kinds of stuff that I like to share because I mean, taking tiny action is how we do this. So if you want details on that or you want to get on the list, you can find that in the show notes or by going to taketinyaction.com backslash newsletter and sign up there. And as always, thank you for listening and keep taking those tiny actions daily. Mm-hmm.